Welcome to City Reach Cumberland's weekly podcast. We hope this message blesses you. For more information about us, you can check us out on the web at cityreachcumberland.com. So to back up for today's message, um, I was in Bible college about several years ago, seven years ago, four years ago, and I got to a place where I really felt a little bit empty. I was struggling. I kind of thought, where you know, kind of just doing the whole life eval. You do it, do a kind of reset, and I just felt like I needed to get away from it all. And you know, even being in Bible college and surrounded by Christian roommates, it's like I still just felt like I needed to get away. And long story short, I had a free flight. Um, I had been bumped on a flight the year before. They offered me a free flight. And I had some points saved up because I didn't, money was was not good. And I felt like God was telling me to, I, I, I'd been to Yosemite State Park before. Anybody been to Yosemite? Oh, wow. I'm going to draw you all in today with this slide. Um, and I'm like, how's that even possible? Well, I looked up the free flight. It was covered. The rental car was almost all paid for. I, I get great deals on Priceline. And so I, I go to Yosemite. And... I really just wanted to go and get alone with God and say, God, what do you, what do you have for me? What do you, what do you want to say to me? And so for a couple days, I did nothing but I was hiking and um, I didn't have like a lot of money. So like food, I was barely, you know, I was, it was almost like I wanted to fast at the same time, but a lot, at the same time, you know, when you're hiking 10, 12 miles, fasting is kind of tough, but I ate very little. I was just kind of doing the whole like, I don't know, squirrel rabbit uh, meals where you just, some seeds and nuts and cliff bars. and um, So the third day came. It was like my last day there. And I was so tired and so worn out. I was like, I don't want to do anything but just go crawl in a bed and sleep. And I get up and I walk. I, I drove to the, to the um, oh gosh, all the things, are, all the names are, it's the main point where you, like a lot of trails kind of start from there and head out. And I wanted to go it's called Sentinel Dome. It's probably the most underrated place ever. It's, I, I forget the elevation, but you get up there and you can, it's like a big circuit you see in all directions for miles. Um, it's breathtaking. And I didn't want to do it. And I was like, <sighs> my body was just fighting. And spiritually, I was like, I just felt like God was saying, you just need to just go with me, walk with me. And so on this journey, um, I just felt like God was really, pouring a message into him as I was walking. Um, I never knew when I was going to use it, but I just started writing notes. Um, so today's the day. Um, I've titled this The Eye of the Beholder, and kudos to David Smith for his, his uh, beauty of, like Pastor Fred said, he can create things. You know, I wouldn't have done this. I'd have just had a blank screen as the eye of the beholder. Nothing creative, nothing fun. But now it's, it's breathtaking. It's, it's catchy. Um, and the message behind that is kind of like we decide how we see things. We decide how we view things. We decide how things are going to affect us. And I looked up a definition of beholder. It says a beholder is an observer, someone who gains awareness of things through the senses, especially sight. If beauty is in the eye of the beholder, then the person who is observing gets to decide what is beautiful. 
very nice little line there. A common saying is beauty is in the eye of the beholder, which means beauty doesn't exist on its own, but it's created by an observer. The only reason something is beautiful is because our senses detect that is beautiful. Um, that famous quote can help you remember that a beholder is someone who sees or otherwise experiences things, uh, becoming aware of them. To be a beholder, you have to pay attention. Different beholders might take in different aspects of the same event, kind of like witnesses to a crime, it says. You know, so a lot of times we can watch the same thing unfold and different emotions react amongst different people. You see and remember different things. This stood out to me. Well, this stood out to me. And sometimes you even say to something, did you see that part of it? And, no, I didn't see that. What? How did you miss that? And like, so that's what this message is about. That's where it's um, showing me. So I'll start with, I'm on the plane ride, and you can start with the first slide. Um, I look out my window, and I just start taking in creation. And those are going over the Rocky Mountains. And I'm looking out, and I'm just like wowed by, you know, you just start taking creation in. And so, as you can see there, there's a town. There's, you know, houses and stuff everywhere. Now, from that height, you see a right? I can't pick out an individual person looking down there. It's just a big block. I can tell there's fields, some water, roads, but I can't see an individual person. And from that angle, it just looks like we're all just so nothing. We're, we're just minute. We're, we don't even exist. And all of a sudden, God's like, yeah, but I can see each person. I can tell you each person all about them. I can tell you what's great about them, what they're struggling with. I can tell you how I created them, why I created them. I mean, I'm just getting all these thoughts, and it's just it's overwhelming because you're thinking, like, part of me is going in the flesh going, that's impossible. How, how God? How? Because I'm God. You're not. You don't have to understand it. You just need to trust me. And then, you know, I said this the other night to some people about, you know, God, the Bible says he takes care of that one sparrow. And I thought, how many probably million people right just in that picture that God's got to take care of? And he does faithfully. And I, it, just, it just began to speak to me so much about God's faithfulness and just how massive and overwhelming it is and even though sometimes we can feel like this something so insignificant, I'm so small, I'm just this little part, but God loves you more than anything. You're, you're as important to him as anything. And I, I encourage people, like, sometimes I think we get so caught up in the negativity of the world and in the you know, stuff that bothers us and what people are going through. I encourage you to go out and just, just take in nature for a day. Go out and really, really look at creation for a day. Go on a hike, go on a walk, and just take, observe it, take it in. Look at the beauty of the clouds, the mountains, water. And just really let God just minister to you about just how he created things. And, and I, I even, it got me thinking, can you go to the next slide? First piece of scripture I, I thought of. Romans 1.20, for ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship, all his creation, the wonderful things he has made. 
so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without defense. And just a little, I, I use the, I, I, I'm, I'm very rarely do this, but I use the uh, Amplified Bible for all these, um, just because I liked a lot of the things they added in, in parentheses and quotes and stuff. Um, and it just, you know, you, you'll hear people that just, that they'll deny God's existence. And you, you look at creation, you're thinking, you think all this happened by accident? The clouds, the mountains, the stars, the, the moon, the, star, the sun, that's accident? That, this stuff doesn't happen. Nothing that beautiful happens by accident. When you think of the intricacies of our body, veins, why is a thousand people have to work together to work properly? I said my, my analogy to that is, can you imagine, a, let's just go fast forward in the future, a thousand years. Can you imagine? There was all these mechanical parts of the room. They were just stored in there, and an earthquake happened. And they walked in, and there was an IBM computer just working. <laughs> there it was. It was like, hello, my name is, and you're, <sighs> that's, that's what the Big Bang Theory really is. There's, you're saying there was just a blob that exploded, and all of a sudden, like that. Yeah, think about that. You, you, like the computer thing, that's crazy. Exactly, it is crazy. There has to be a creator. Something had to create this for it to work properly. Something had to say, okay, well, this has to happen, this, this, this. Now it works. Creation didn't happen by accident. God created it. And he wants us to love it and enjoy it and look at it and be like, wow. Again, what do, what do your senses tell you? What do your eyes see? What do you, how do you choose to look at creation? Do you look at it just like, eh? We get spoiled in this area because of the beauty of the mountains. I've had people that I brought in from Ohio where it's flat, and they're like, they're just driving around going like, wow, and I'm like, what? They're like, look at the, look at your look at the hills and mountains. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess we do. You know, it's like we're just so used to it around here that we don't really, I think, appreciate it, but. If you have a chance, go up, just go up to Lover's Leap. Like, I know it's, a, it's tough because they, they won't let you park all the way up there. Now you've got to park and walk all the way up. But go up there and just look around and look at the tri-state area. It's, it's breathtaking. It's awesome. And the next slide is Psalms 19, 1 and 2. The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and the expanse of heaven is declaring the work of his hands. Day after day pours forth speech, and night after night reveals knowledge. I'm just willing to, to, to bet if you're, if you're in a place where you're just, you know, I don't know, your mind scrambled, you're struggling, take a week and go out and just sit on the deck of your house or in, in your driveway or something and just look up and take in the stars. Just take half hour, an hour, and I'm I, I almost willing to promise you that God will just speak to you. you just, it'll just change the way you see things. It's, it's amazing, I think, just th that creation itself will speak. That's why that scripture said, you know, people are without excuse. They can't say, well, I've never, you know, never said anything about God. Man, you can't live in this world and look around without having those thoughts, wondering, like, how did this all come to be? Who created all this? How did, it, how did this become like this? And have those thoughts and wondering.
doesn't mean you're officially going to say, I, I, okay, I have to believe in God, but it does mean you're going to have to start to question and wonder. That's why creation is without, without excuse. Creation itself speaks of the goodness of God. That day, that day, I'm all tired. Next slide. And I walk up, there, and here's where this, this all starts. So, and as you can see, and this is the embarrassing part, Sentinel Dome is the closest. So I'm not even like, I mean, like, mentally drained, physically drained. I did not want to do, have anything to do with the hike. And I stood there at this sign, and I mean, you can tell there's, there's a bunch of people around me, and I'm just, I felt just so defeated in the moment. And so the next slide, I look over where the trail started. So as you can see, it's not just this little smooth trail. And that one and a half miles, by the way, is not, it's a steady incline. I mean, it's, you're going up. And so I look and I'm like, I don't want to start this journey. And I think we've all, we're at a point at some time in life with, with God pulling on your life saying, I want your heart, I want you to walk with me, and you didn't want to do it. You didn't want to do it because it meant you had to do Really get your Bible out and say, okay, I want to really read about Daniel. Like read Daniel as if you're Daniel. And just think about the things he went through and the trials he went through. Encouraging his friends. I mean, we got to stand for God. And the whole around him is going, no, we better kneel, man. This is muddy, you know. And again, it just got me thinking in life sometimes you start out on this journey with God and you go, I don't know where this is going next, and I don't, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I trust it. It doesn't feel right. I'm uncomfortable. I was comfortable back there. This doesn't look comfortable. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight, living our, eyes, our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. And... Again, it's in the eye of the beholder. We walk by faith, not by sight. If you strictly go living your life by what your eyes are seeing in front of you, you're constantly just going to be sidetracked, distracted, pulled to the left, pulled to the right. And God's going, come on, this needs to keep coming, keep coming. We see something bad happen and we go, see, I don't, I, I don't want to. I that Christian man, look at what they're going through. I don't want, I don't want parts of that. I'm comfortable over here. Walking by faith and not by sight is just so foreign to the world. You know, and you tell if you and you'd say that to people, like, why are you doing that? Well, God told me to. What? Oh, God talks to you? Well, and here he does. I feel like this is what God's telling me to do. Well, I mean, how do you know? Are you crazy? Blah, blah, blah. What, what if this? What if that? People would have put all kinds of negative thoughts in your head. And again, by, the, by your... 
You, do, you can talk yourself out of things. I don't, like, I don't like talking to people. I don't like praying over people. I can't go up to a stranger and say anything. Yes, you can. By faith. I don't know scripture. I don't know what to say to people. Quit your job and go and embark on some kind of crazy journey. And you're like, that's craziness. I can't do that. I, I, that's, no, I can't do that. I'd rather be comfortable. And around that corner is just God's purpose waiting for you. And I, and I said this the other night to some, you know, we can't, God can't tell you everything. You know, sometimes we pray and say, God, I want you to tell me, what am I going to next month? What's this? What's my next job? Where's my spouse? Da, 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 da. I want to know it all right now. And if God came down and went, okay, you're going to have this, 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 You'd be so focused on it, and all of a sudden, that's all you'd be thinking about is just like, where's where that? And I told, I told him the other night, I said, if two years ago, or five years ago, if you'd have whispered in my ear, GJ, in five years, you've you been to Africa four times, um, you'll be married, and you and your wife will both be speaking in Africa, you'll both be speaking in this church, I'd have been, wait. And so I'd have spent the next Every day looking like, well, is that my wife? Is that my wife? Is that my wife? When am I going to Africa? I need to, I need to book my trip to Africa. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, I'd have spent every second consumed by those things that God told me was coming. And God would be like, relax. It's coming. Trust me. But you can't. I mean, if God told you everything that's coming in your path, you couldn't take it. And it would actually divert you from what he has for you. Because you'd be focused just on those things. God's like, wait a minute. I, I, those things are free, but there's also stuff. I, I, just get on this trail. Let's get, it's all coming. It's all part of your journey. But there's other things along the way, too. Like, just come with me. Walking by not by sight, is one of our, uh, it's just, it's our great challenge. I mean, the life lived, walking by faith is the most rewarding thing. It's rewarding. There's nothing like walking through a trial and getting on the other end and being like, yes. Instead of just walking in comfort. All right, so I'm on this journey. I'm up. So next slide. All of a sudden, I get to a couple places where, as you can tell, there's a path going to the left. There's a path going to the right. There's a path going straight. And no sign. Where do I go? Next slide. Very similar. Different angles, paths. And sometimes that's in our journey too. God, I have a decision. Left. Do I go right? Do I go straight? Do I take this job that's offered to me? This job's offering me more money. It's the job I, that's God choosing. If you don't choose, it'll be chosen for you. Actually, not choosing a lot of times is a choice itself. I did this picture because 
as you can see, there's people. So it's like there, it's like, well, okay, they're going that direction. I go. But with God, make sure you're choosing the right people to follow. So they are on the right path to where we want to go. If you see Christians and you're like, man, look at the stuff they go through. They continue to be uncomfortable. It might be awkward, but follow them. That person that in your life that you find that just doesn't get involved in drama, they just they seem to hold themselves in high character. Follow them. Because a lot of times what happened is, I'm not going to grab you, Ray. AJ, you just look like you're just, you know, ready. Here's AJ. By herself. Living for God. Okay? Stand keep standing, AJ. Don't 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 be bailing out on me. And over here is the big crowd. Laughing, carrying on. I want to join in with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at it. Yeah, yeah, look at it. But you know what? All of them, you know what will happen? The second you walk away, they'll do that to you too. And here's AJ not paying in a bit of mind. I ain't focused on that nonsense. I got God calling me on a journey. And I'd rather, I'd rather focus on him and sometimes be lonely, sometimes be afraid, sometimes be a little bit in doubt, sometimes be like, eh, you can sit down, AJ, thank you. But I know God's got something for me because I'm walking by faith. And I'm going to persevere. And I can ignore the naysayers and the, the gospers. Love's going to overcome that. overcome that. And eventually you'll get. But you look back there doing the same thing. And here you are. You in a place. You know what they think now? Maybe I should have left possible. I get pregnant like that. God loves dreams and visions. God loves radicals. Make choices led by peace and led by love, not led by beauty. Trust in Proverbs 6. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Which jumps us into the next, right into the next. should be like I have to walk through that yep. Christine and I just told the story the other day we went to the Poconos I'll try to make this quick 
pulled by a park ranger. Okay, not just some Yahoo. A park trail. What's called? It's, it's blue dots. You'll see blue dots on the trees. Just follow them. It's not a bad hike. Do 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 do. do. Walking. We'll get get a little ways into this hike. And there's a swamp. Talking like. I'm talking like you couldn't see. Just trees, mud, water. I mean, like, where you had to fort, like you're stepping through things, moving stuff. Like, it was so, t I'm like, this can't be right. And, and we had to fight through this thing. Anyway, back up, please. I'm sorry. Sometimes in your path, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be things that you're like, I didn't expect this. Things are going to try to pull you away. The easiest thing to do back to the Bible, where would we be? Moses came to the, to the sea with the Israelites. And thought, I know we're going the right way. God, what? That was the right path. It didn't look like it. The whole congregation looked with their eyes and said, "This can't be right. We're it's a it's a sea." Moses and God had other plans. That still was the path. The Israelites get it to David. You know, they come up and there's the army. Army on this side, army on that side. No one's flinching. All right. No one wanted to. That was where the Israelites were supposed to go. That was where they were supposed to be going. They weren't supposed to turn. Okay, you guys, we're good. We'll just do that again. And David. Instead of using his senses and saying, well, that guy is eight feet tall and I'm just a little shepherd boy and a little I can do this. David just by faith said, he's defying the God of Israel. None of y'all going to do something about this? I'll do something about this. And went out and defeated a giant cut his head off. If there's mountains in your path, you cast them into the sea, the Bible says. One shouldn't make you turn around and go back and say, okay, let's see what you're made of. Oh, you mountain in my path? By faith, you're into the sea. I got hurt. I'm going. Don't say it's too tough. Obstacles say this isn't the right path. I'm on the wrong. I missed it. The obstacles are so afterwards they grow you persevere you, they develop patience in you, they develop character in you. We all know in here, if the path was easy, if the path was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. 
you'd never change, you'd never grow, you'd never become anything. Yes, sometimes it's two steps forward, five steps back. Yes, but the things you go through are what your, it's what your testimony is all about. And the Bible says we overcome the enemy by what? The word testimony. If you're walking up to people going, it's been good. Born this, did this, went to school, got college, good job, oh, good. Did you ever struggle with fucking, nope. Did you ever struggle with this? Mm -mm. Nope. First time I ever dated, I married her, we didn't have sex before marriage, a couple kids, everything's Nothing? What do they have to offer? I'm, I mean, I'm being, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that, that came out kind of harshly, but I mean, what are they going to encourage people with that's struggling? How can they speak to someone that's struggling? You go through stuff and struggle so that you can do what? Turn and help others. There are people in here that you could raise your hand and say, I can help others because I've been through a lot. That person that's been set free from drugs in here, you can speak to somebody struggling with drugs. I can't. That person that's not married and, and like there's people in here that waited and waited and waited and you've been through like three divorces, you can speak to somebody and say, listen, it's not all about looks. It's not all about just passion and blah, 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 jump in the first. You know, be patient. Let God work it out. Relax. The person that's, that's lived homeless, the person that hasn't had financial, you know, that's always struggled to, to put two dimes together. And now you've, you're, you're successful. You can talk to somebody that's like, man, money, I don't have, I don't have nothing. I can't, blah, blah, blah. And you tell them, yes, you can. God's got you. He will get you through this. We all go through trials to help other people. And again, if you don't have anything in your path, you're not developing things. I, I spoke about that last time. Things in your path, trials and stuff is good. The Bible says we are to thank God for trials and tribulations. Not complain about them. Not say, oh, another tree in my path. Gosh. So tired of these mountains, Lord. God's like, I've given you every weapon you need. Just speak to it. Like, why do you keep doing it? And that's when, you know, when Jesus got the most upset in the Bible was when the disciples lacked faith. When they didn't act in faith, he'd be like, I'm telling you guys how to do this. Faith, speak at it. Use your faith. Why are you doubting? I keep showing you these things, and you keep just, oh, Lord, why can't we do it? Well, you didn't do that. And I feel like that's the, it's the same cycle with us now. We're, we're here, we're like, Jesus is saying, I, I, you know, here, I've showed you, I've empowered you how to do this. I've encouraged you with people in your life to show you how to do this. And yet, here you are walking it out again. You're the Israelites, you're grumbling and complaining. Oh, God, I don't know water out here. I guess you just called me on this path to kill me. 
Next slide, scripture. That's not it. I think it was James. There it is. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, trials. That the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Perfect results for work. So you be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. We thank God for trials. All right, next slide. So I'm walking, I'm literally on this path in my, in my fields. And I'm, I'm just focused on the path. I'm just on, you know, da, da, da. And I, I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm literally felt like the Holy Spirit said, stop and look. And I was like, and I look over to my right, and that's what I'm looking at. That's Half Dome, if you all don't know. That's, that's probably the most famous place there. It's called Half Dome. Um, it's like the most popular hike out there. Like, wow, if I wouldn't have just looked, I would have missed this. And the next slide is pretty much the same picture except just a hair to the right. That's my view. And it just reminded me that sometimes on our journey, we just have to stop and look around and just look at your blessings. Look at the things that are good. Again, it goes back to the goodness of God song. Yes, we, we get so focused over here, and God's like, yeah, but stop and take a second and just think of the, the goodness. Do you have food in your fridge? Do you have a car to drive? Do you have a, do you have a wife, husband? Do you have children, people that you just surround yourself with? Do you have friends? Do you have a church to come to? We're not being persecuted. We're not being told we can't come to church. Do you have both your eyes to see with, both your ears to hear with? I mean, do, I mean, just sometimes you just got to stop and take the simple blessings, break it down, and just kind of encourage yourself by the simple goodness of God. Do you have money in your pocket? I mean, a lot of these things we just we just take for granted. We just walk through life going, ah, you know, that's we're supposed to have all those things. Yeah, but it's still a blessing. And, I, I mean, I, th that really just spoke to me so much about you know, just in our journey that, you know, and again, we, we have to kind of re reprogram our mind to say, okay, God, I know I'm struggling here, but i got to stop and say, wait a minute, the Bible says to thank you for going through these things. I don't feel like thanking you, but since the Word says to, okay, I'll thank you. Because I know what you're doing now. You're producing in me character. You're producing in me patience. You're producing in me endurance, perseverance. So instead of complaining, I'm going to stop in my journey and just take a little bit and thank you. And again, it's that Sabbath day. It's that day of rest. It doesn't mean you just throw your feet up and, you know, drink lemonade all day. It just means you say, I'm going to just meditate on God's goodness today, what he did for me, that he died for me. He shed his blood for me. His promises are yes and amen. And then look around and say, okay, okay, he provided me this, he's given me this, he's given me that. Whew. I'm not complaining so much. 